Hey, this is Amy Rhodes. And if you want to learn the six and seven figure science to success, significantly increase your revenue and learn how to successfully build your professional relationships, you should be listening to the Sell Without Selling podcast with my good friend, Stacey O'Byrne. If you're ready to get out of your own way to follow the seven-figure science of success, then welcome to Sell Without Selling. Tune in with renowned international speaker Stacey O'Byrne as she shows you how mastering relationships, achieving the proper mindset, and attaining the necessary motivation will catapult you away from failure and onto your journey to greatness. And now, here is your host, Stacey O'Byrne. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacey O'Byrne, and I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. Today, I'm speaking with a really good friend of mine, Amy Rhodes. Amy, with over 20 years of experience in the marketing and event planning industry, brings a wealth of knowledge and experience to her clients. Amy began her event planning and marketing career in 1993, coordinating a hot air balloon to fly out of the old iconic Bush Stadium in St. Louis, Missouri, leading into a St. Louis Cardinals baseball game. She spent a few years working with the REMAX regional office, planning awards banquets, regional meetings, and running the hot air balloon program. In 1998, Amy was invited into a partnership with an advertising agency overseeing operations, creating campaigns, logos, and brand development. Known for thinking out of the box, the agency was in 25 markets throughout the United States. In 2009, Amy launched Moxie Media and Communications, serving as a publicist, PR specialist, and corporate event coordinator. Today, she works her business alongside a second business as an independent consultant for Rodan and Fields, the number one premium skincare in North America. Over the years, Amy has served on several committees with a focus on missions to help the underserved populations in Haiti and co-chaired Celebrate Fitness and Celebrate Spot, benefiting young women breast cancer research. Amy and her husband, Ken, reside in O'Fallon, Missouri with their three children and spend their free time traveling. I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. I am so excited for you to hear this conversation today with Amy and really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur or sales professional and you haven't hit the level of success that you've wanted or needed, or if you're stuck and needing a pivot in your business and your success, or you just want more, and you understand the importance of having a coach to help identify blind spots, increase accountability, and help you, your bank account, and your success achieve levels that you've always dreamed of, desired, and know you deserve. Reach out to me at pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. Let's get a personal call on the books to see if we're a great fit for each other and make shift happen in your life. Okay, let's do this. Amy, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me. I really appreciate it. 
No, thanks so much. So it looks like you have a nice day today in St. Louis. <laughs> I do. It's a little bit of an overcast. The rain's supposed to come in this evening for the next couple of days, but right now we're enjoying uh, some dry weather. Oh, how fun. You know, one thing I like about Missouri is if you don't like the weather, stick around for a minute and it'll change, right? Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So, you know, I have known you for quite some time and you've had quite the journey with success, haven't you? I have. Yes, I have. It's been, uh, <laughs> it's been a fun ride. You know, I, I tell people all the time that I think being an entrepreneur and a small business owner is probably one of the best amusement park rides and the scariest amusement park ride we can ever, you know, embark on, right? Without so it. so I, I think you're like the, the epitome of, of the journey of success. I mean, you really dug in, built it, created it, had it all, and then things happened. And then lost it all. And then pulled back, you know, fear, emotions, all of that, then started navigating your journey again. So let's talk about this multi-million dollar business that, that you had built. What was it like as a new business owner, right, to really dig in and build a successful business? Right. So for me, starting my and joining the business in the agency was really, uh, I, it was something that I never really had imagined even doing and stepping into. And the gift of that offer for me was absolutely life changing because it opened my eyes to the creativity and the uh, idea of being able to go and do uh, help people. Uh, businesses make profits, uh, better their image, clean up what they have, maybe that didn't quite work right for them. We found ways to clean those, those areas up and then really launch them into uh, uh, new campaigns that made their profit and margin levels, you know, to the positive. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you woke up one day and it all disappeared. Right. I mean, of course, there's there there's this journey of building it, having it all, living the dream. And then you woke up one day with now, what am I going to do? Right. Yes. And so at that point, we were the agency was in 25 different markets throughout the United States. And we were um, doing anything from radio, TV, billboards, uh, creating commercials, developing logos, you name it. We were our, our um, agency and our um, consultants were doing that with us. And we had a fantastic team that we were working with. And 2008 happened. And everybody knows what happened in 2008. The, the world kind of shut down. Economy stopped. And uh, the type of businesses that we were working on, um, we specialized in real estate companies, mortgage businesses, uh, car dealerships you know, all the fun stuff, the golf courses, the jewelers, the salon and spas, the restaurants, all of those things that we were working with. And those were our clients um, and uh, home repair companies, those type of things, everything just stopped. And when the economy stopped and everything turned upside down, the first thing to go was your advertising budgets. And the first thing to forget paying were those payments that you know the clients had still outstanding 
And so we had to walk away from, you know, a pretty um, amazing business. Mm -hmm. It was dissolved. And then we sat there and basically um, had to start over. Isn't it crazy that when times are good and people get busy, one of the first things they cut is marketing. And then when times are bad and they need clients and money's tight, what's the first thing they cut? Marketing. Right. You know, it's like when, when you're busy, keep marketing. As a matter of fact, market more, right? Build right. the infrastructure to support the, the, the influx of business. Right. And when times busy, or I'm sorry, when times slow down, that's the first part of the budget that gets cut. And, you know, as a business owner myself, I get really confused as to why people cut that first. You know, I get that, I get that a dollar saved is a dollar earned. Totally get that. Mm -hmm. And I also believe that, you know, the most flexible person in any situation controls the situation. We always look for the fat, right? And I don't really think marketing's fat. I think it's the lean meat. And you're right. And you're right. And so the, you know, the, the theory is, is that a 13 week campaign, um, you know, you're 13 weeks on, and then you go off, you have, it's taken you those 13 weeks to build up that recognition, that recognition and that awareness for other people. That's just the time that somebody is getting ready to say, oh yeah, I I'm thinking of Stacy. Oh yes, I need this. And then if you happen to cut that off, then you have lost all that work and all that money that you have put into it. So the goal is to keep it as a trickle effect. Um, you just keep trickling that in. And so if you have to, to um, wean back a little bit or trim a little fat, like you said, off of it, absolutely. You trim that fat, but you look for the ways that you can um, move things around and manipulate things around so that you are still front of mind for those, for your, um, your, your customers, your, your future customers, your prospects that you're working with. Mm -hmm. So, so let's, let's focus on, on the building of the seven figure business, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, digging in and making it happen. What, what did it take of you that you expected it would? And what did it take from you that it didn't, that, that you didn't expect it would? Um, goodness, that's a good question. So, um, what I, what I realized from that was just how time consuming it was going to be for a company for, to start a company. Um, the ideas of going and prospecting and building that relationship and the bond through prospecting, um, and, and having people understand, luckily we had come from um, working with a company that we had already kind of proven ourselves and proven that market share. So because of that, we went in straight into another competitor's basically um, company and, and they took us and they shot us right off the bat. So um, we really kind of came out with a bang. And then um, as time progressed, then we realized, okay, we we want to grow this company as a, as a major agency in, in St. Louis. And that's um, what we did. So then that's when we started building those, 
other client relationships and, and prospecting and everything. And so I think some of it was a little bit of the, um, the unknown of what we were doing. Mm. Uh, we had never really been on this side of a business building uh, business before, um, agency before. And so it was a lot of that was new for us. And so luckily, as time went on, we were able to hire, you know, the bookkeeper, sales team, uh, and, and so forth. And so that helped alleviate some of that. And, and mind you, I was just starting a family at the same time that um, we went into business. So I kind of told my business partner um, when they asked if I wanted to join the business, they said, uh, I said, yes, but my family, my husband and I are getting ready to start a family. So if you don't mind me bringing the baby to work with me, then I'm game. And they said, sure, no problem. And the, the, the little comment was, you said baby, not babies, because I raised three, I was able to raise three children um, and carry them to work with me throughout the course of those, those infant and toddler years. Wow. And that's something that I would, I will never forget, nor will I ever regret that opportunity. I was able to have the best of both worlds, being a mommy and being a business entrepreneur. Yeah, you know, so many, so many women and men for that matter, struggle with that work-life harmony, right? Yeah. You know, especially when, when COVID hit, when the pandemic hit and everybody became work at home, mm -hmm. right? And not only that, they also became educators. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I think it's amazing that you experienced that before it was forced on people and that it, it, it was a huge gift for you that way. You were part of your kids' lives. They were part of your life and you got to build the business. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm curious, throughout the years, has the definition of success changed for you? It has. Um, and that's because of when I, um, we dissolved the agency, um, I kind of went into hiding, I guess you could say. I felt um, defeated. I was lost. Um, I was, uh, I just hid. I just, I didn't want, I was embarrassed. Um, it, there were so many emotions tied into what happened over that. And I realized that it had nothing to do with me at the end of the day, um, mm -hmm. that it was a circumstance. And looking back on that, um, it was God's gift for me. It yes. was truly, it was truly um, God saying to me, it's time for you to change. And um, because at that point, we, like I said, we were in those 25 markets. I had to kind of step away from my kids a little bit, traveling and going and doing. And so I kind of lost a little bit of that over the, over a couple of years mm -hmm. um, in their elementary years. And so it was an awakening for me that um, I am not putting my boundaries where I need to do. And so that became um, a hindsight blessing. So that I guess that that's perfect segue into into my my next question for you. And that's how how was failure instrumental in your growth and in helping create the Amy that we all know and love today? Um. I would say that would be a lot of trust in God um, and for him to um, show me the way. Mm -hmm. And um, 
knowing that uh, that my what failure was to me can be inspiring and encouraging and can be that something more for someone else that now I am an example of what you can get on the other side of walking through and staying staying mm -hmm. vertical and not giving up on yourself. Yeah, you know, for me, I always call failure the F-bomb because mm -hmm. some people wear failure as a badge of honor. Some people look at failure as pain and, you know, some choose to embrace it, lean into it, learn from it, grow and evolve from it, right? Yes, and that, and I did that as well. I think, um, you know, like I said, I my kids were very present throughout this journey, and mm -hmm. and so, you know, we we went to, you know, sporting events. We did this. We did that. We went to concerts. We we did everything. And, you know, back in the day, agencies had that extra little perk of being able to get, you know, free tickets to be able to go and do and, and do things. And so I sat my kids down and I will never forget crying in front of them, but being very honest with them and saying, we are going to have to start over. There's things that you guys are going to want um, and beg mommy and daddy for. Uh, but we won't be able to provide that right now. And you just have to understand that there's a patience to that. And someday we'll come out on the other side and we'll be able to have those things that maybe you have to wait a little longer mm -hmm. to have. Mm -hmm. um, and so watching my kids today, young adults graduating college and, and starting their young entrepreneur careers as well, I'm seeing the blessings and I'm seeing the benefits and the rewards on this side of things, because my kids are aware they are, um, they have been young adults for many years and they see this. And I just overheard my son have a conversation uh, this morning about some ideas that he had flowing around in his mind. And I thought, huh, that kind of sounds like something his mama would once did years <laughs> ago. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's proud moments that, that now I get to embark on and relish the, the benefits of those, those times when I was real and honest and, mm -hmm. and showing my kids and showing where we needed to go and, and keeping us strong together was the main thing. And, and that happened. Nice. So let's talk about the other side of success. You know, when I met you, you uh, you were pretty beat up. You know, the itty bitty shitty committee had grabbed the crap out of your brain and that bully in the brain just kept beating the crap out of you, right? Absolutely. And, and you're, you're probably one of the most talented people I've met in this sector. And you were so afraid to step into it and own who you are, how you are, your capabilities. What, what happened to the Amy that built it all to the Amy who was supposed, who was afraid to, to step into rebuilding, rebranding, re-identifying and, 
settled to play small? I think it goes back again to the fear of failure and mm -hmm. knowing that, um, you know, uh, well, if you failed once, you're going to fail again. And who said you could do that? And who said that you could ever come out on top? Um, so the belief in myself was, um, it was gone. It was just, it was just swept away. And, um, you know, the, the fire that I had in my eyes was gone. Uh, and, and then luckily I, I found a class, a boot camp, and I went to it and I went to it three times. And I kept thinking, I can do this on my own. I can do this on my own. And then one day I had this little tug and tap on my shoulder and it said, no, you can't. It's time for, for you to step up and step in. And I did. And it was the best thing that has ever happened to me to find that personal development and to uh, finally tackle everything that I needed to tackle from the inside. And I had to start inside and work out. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so that was, that was a huge awakening for me at that point in time. And it was still scary. It was, it was scary because, um, I quickly realized that all through life, I was taking things, lessons and life things that had happened as a childhood, um, and applied that to life. And I didn't even know that I was doing that. And so once I became aware of that and it was taught to me of how to make those changes and how I can now step out and to be my own and make those differences and those shifts, then that's when uh, it's kind of like shedding a layer of skin and exfoliating all those dead skin cells. <laughs> If you, if you will, you know, um, a, new life, a new life is born. <laughs> you know, the, the boot camp that, that Amy's referring to is, is, is the success boot camp. And that's where I had the pleasure of meeting Amy. Ironically, I never realized you went three times. <laughs> yeah, I did. And, and, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I say time and time again, in so many different variations and ways on the podcast. We have to do the inner work for the outer to work. Reality is I can teach you all the sexy communication styles, all the tricks, all the sticks. I can teach you how to close. I can teach you how to negotiate. I can teach you every sales and communication existence that will land in the neurology of your perspective, future client. And reality is where you go, you follow. So how you deliver it and the platform you stand on while delivering it and the energy that backs the deliverable is going to impact the way that sounds and lands. So when you really step in and look inward, mm -hmm. make that shift, then the outward just falls into alignment and it becomes simplistic and effortless and effective. So thank you for sharing that. I, um, I want to, I want to kind of shift gears because I've, I've watched you through this journey. You know, you're, 
you're in Rodan and Fields and, mm -hmm. and you are building that business. I hate calling stuff like that side hustles, right? Mm -hmm. You're right. building that business mm -hmm. and you just recently got slapped by a two by four and had an epiphany that it's probably time to really step into my purpose, my passion, my, my expertise. And um, so I hear you're reawakening Moxie. I am. Yeah. So talk to me about this media and communication company that, that you're building. Cause I think, you know, I think so many people at so many different levels fail to realize or lack realization that exposure is necessary. And, you know, it doesn't always have to be the, the Procter and Gamble size exposure. There's exposures, a, a lot of different things. So introduce to our listeners what Moxie Media and Communications is, and then let's talk about how business owners, entrepreneurs, and sales professionals can really leverage the power of what it is you know, media, PR, branding, all of that. Absolutely. So uh, yes, it, it, it became an awakening to me that uh, I have a love for creating things and inventing uh, new ideas and different ways to cross promote uh, clients and, and ideas. And so, um, so I, I, you know, thought, why have I been holding back for such a long time? And um, we had kind of, we've already talked about that. And so now is the time for me to come back out and step back out into who I am and who, who I was meant to be. And that's to serve. Um, it is to uh, take companies and put them in the light of their prospects and their customers and their clients, uh, whether it's from um, helping and, and creating commercials, uh, uh, branding with their logos, coming up with the concepts of how to, again, cross promote them and, and fit them with other like-minded companies and relationships. Uh, it's also corporate event planning. And that's something that I've really come to uh, enjoy. Product launches, um, celebrity bashes. Uh, you know, those are things that I've done in the past. They carried me. Though The energy from those doing those types of events carried me through um, so much. And that's what I would love to continue to do is creating those events. I have to be, you know, typically I'll see something and I have a vision and it's like, okay, are you game? Are you with me? Do you trust me? And let's go. And so I'm lucky to have um, a handful of clients that, that do like and love and trust what I, what, I have, um, what I envision and where the growth can, will take them. And um, so the benefit of it is doing it together. And mm -hmm. it's not doing it alone. It's doing it together. Mm -hmm. And um, to, see, to see their um, eyes and their smiles and their happiness at the end of the day, the bottom line, it's all paid off you know, um, their employees are happy, their uh, clients are happy, then Amy's happy. Yeah. <laughs> and the so, <laughs> happy. <laughs> so, you know, the world of branding, the world of media, the world of PR, hell, the world of events anymore today. Mm -hmm. It's, it's such a 
for lack of a better description, a deep black hole, right? It's like, if you do it right, the explosion is incredible. And if you do it wrong, the explosion is devastating in so many ways, right? Yes. So, so what can you share with our listeners about each one of those sectors? So which one would you like to start with first? You know, event planning itself, you know, finding the right location, finding the, the direction that the, the client is wanting to go into and what they're wanting to perceive the end result, the right sound systems, you know, lighting is getting, is putting all those pieces together and making it work. And the same goes for, you know, when you're branding and when you're coming up with a TV or radio campaign or, or whatever it might be, you know, a lot of the times um, utilizing short form media is better than a long 60 second spot because so you're short form media you're short, talking language most of the listeners aren't going to know short form media is like a 15 second spot or a, you know a five five second uh logo thrown in the in the tv screen or it's a you know short form it's billboards billboards you know are are amazing you're driving buying them every day you're seeing them every day and the the artwork and the message inside of those billboards if it's kept clean and crisp they're beautiful and then they're they're crisp they're really quickly to be able to be identified mm-hmm. um, and same way with those short form messages those short messages but you're hearing them instead of one 30 second spot you're hearing maybe two and three short 15 second spots or those short pieces where you know again you're hearing that message maybe this on the top of the hour the middle of the hour the end of the hour where if you're just doing a 30 second spot you're you're utilizing all your your dollars for one spot versus breaking them up phenomenal so let's talk about the brand right Mm -hmm. i think that so many people fail to realize that there are multiple levels of branding. You know, the the company has a brand. Mm-hmm. The marketing itself should follow the brand. However, it's got a brand message in it, typically like a logo or colors or fonts or, mm-hmm. and then the team, the, the human element also contributes to the brand or can be a standalone brand, right? Right. How do you think brand in the form of marketing and PR hurts that solopreneur? That would be in this aspect of making sure that you have everything that you're wanting for, like you said, in that branding, that your logo is speaking to who you are Mm -hmm. and the logo is speaking to who your, your client base is. Who you who the who you have working for you even um, as you mentioned that says a lot. So um, having the trustworthy individuals, the people that can build great rapports with one another, those type of branding pieces are all going to fit well in together. And then once you're doing that, then you're able to move on to the next step. You know, I love that you say that. When when I owned my printing company and and 
and that was eons ago, right? People, when I'd sit them down with my, with my branding team, my graphics team, people would sit there and say, well, my favorite colors are this. And we would always have to pipe in and go, stop. This has nothing to do with you and everything to do with who it is you want to attract because colors have immense psychology attached to them. Right. And depending on the messages that you want to communicate, depend on the colors that everything's built around. And then, you know, they would either dig in and fight or they would just kind of uh, accept the process. And then they would pipe in with, well, this is my favorite font or I want this font. And we're like, whoa, wait, because the majority of, of America, well, America definitely, but the U.S. Uh, was, was taught to read in sans serif fonts. And when you step outside of any sans serif font, it becomes foreign to the eye. So if your messaging is domestic and your font doesn't fall into a font category that, that we were taught to read in, your prospective clientele is going to have a really hard time reading your message because it's actually going to repel their neurology instead of attract it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I really like that that you brought up the, the, the favorite color and everything like that because this isn't about you. You know, it's, it, it's about who it is you want to attract and the message that, that you want to send. I mean, I, um, I had a client a long time ago whose favorite color was red. And um, they were in the massage industry and all their marketing, <laughs> you just bit your lip. <laughs> all their marketing material was in red. And it was like, yeah, the message you're sending is painful, right? Right? Red is emergency. Red is hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. So, so let's talk. Let's talk about the journey of entrepreneurism. You know, the ups and downs, the trials and tribulations, the outhouse to penthouse, the zero to hero. Why do you think so many struggle? What? Why do you think so many don't make it? I think it's a belief in themselves. Mm. Number one, you know, they may have someone telling them you're not good enough. You're not strong enough. Instead of hearing, you know, it's that itty bitty shitty committee, I guess you could say like, mm-hmm. like you like to use. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's that fear factor that just will totally paralyze someone from being able to step out into the, you know, the uncomfortable positions to know what is what is right what is good what is what they're capable of and maybe because they might be a little different if they do step out and then everybody will look at them differently than what they already have in the past and that they don't want to you know mess up what the identity that they've already created mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so so let's let's look at the 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 entrepreneur the independent sales professional, the business owner who is stepping in to just starting out and or is at a point where something needs to change because 
nothing changes if nothing changes and where they're at isn't working, right? Uh-huh. What's, what's the best advice that, that you can give someone in that position? Sure. The best advice that I can, that I could give anyone that is thinking about stepping out of their comfort zone, doing something that they have either, you know, pushed aside, pushed down, try to to forget. The biggest thing that you can do is move forward, take that step forward, Mm -hmm. uh, invest in yourself has been the biggest and best reward that I have ever had. And, um, you know, self-development, um, you know, doing whatever it takes for you to find out who you really truly are and how to clean the slate and start fresh and step into that, into that person, into the light. And that's, that's probably the biggest, uh, motion and movement that you can have. And more importantly is to trust, trust in yourself. Yeah. and trust the higher being. So I wanna, I wanna flip the script a little bit. You know, you're you're talking about trust. You're talking about personal development, self belief. You know, I wanna look at at coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, I I believe, I believe that if someone needed brain surgery, they probably avoid trying it themselves, right? Mm-hmm. If someone needed brain surgery, they probably wouldn't price shop. <laughs> they, they, they'd want to go to the best, right? Absolutely. So when you look at all the other important areas in your life, when you look at your financial health, when you look at your real estate health, which falls into that, you know, try attempting to manage your financial health on your own is probably a little scary, especially with the markets the way they are today. Same with real estate, you know, the, the FISBOs, the for sale by owners, or, you know, people who, who attempt to go into a market without an agent, probably not the best idea, especially in today's market, right? To me, a financial advisor, a realtor, they're coaches, they're, they're experts in their field. Same with marketing, same with branding, same with PR, you know, experts in your field. So many people attempt to navigate important aspects of their financial future and security, like business and marketing and social media by, by doing it themselves. And when we do that, we walk over dollars to save pennies, right? Mm-hmm. How, how valuable is, is coaching and multiple aspects for you, do you believe? It is very valuable. And that was some, that was a learning that I had uh, in myself. And like I said, I went through boot camp three times thinking I could do it on my own. When I realized that I needed, I was able to have somebody actually walk me through those doors. And so coaching is, in my mind, coaching is extremely valuable and an intricate part of, um, of who I am today and me moving forward. And uh, coaching will always be a part of my life from here on out. Hmm. And I would encourage everyone to, to find that 
someone that they can trust and and have and walk with them along the along the way because I really do believe that that is um, what what a lot of us need these days. Yeah, you know, our family can be great sounding boards and and reality is they don't really understand. They don't know what they don't know about what it is we're navigating, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes our family supports us in our greatest failures and it makes it really hard to recover from them, right? Because mm -hmm. when they're rubbing your back and hugging you, telling you it's okay and you know, you're in the middle of bankruptcy, you're losing everything. Yeah, there's learnings there. You know, it's it's not failure as long as you accept the feedback and it still doesn't make it okay because if it's okay, then that becomes your new normal, right? right. It's about pulling ourselves out and do something about it. And and for me, you know, you, you've heard me say multiple times, we're only capable of seeing through the lenses that we wear and we'll, we won't see our blind spots. So we put people in our blind spots, we'll just call them coaches or trainers, right? And then they expose them and then help us navigate them. So Amy, welcome to the signature question of the show. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. <laughs> I know, right? And that is what does sell without selling mean to you? Sell without selling to me means being authentic and being real and being the person that you are meant to meant to be and guiding and being the light for someone else and uh, whether that's a, an individual a company a brand uh, whether it's um, you know in your logo whether it's in your message that you're putting across the tv and social media screens whatever that means um, it's being real nice I love that. You know, it's understanding that where we go, we follow. It's understanding that that we're the common denominator in all the results and lack thereof that, that we create. It's understanding that when we're part of our problem, we'll never be part of our solution. You know, it's, it's, it's understanding that the outer is only capable of working at the level that the inner works. You know, I, I love your definition of sell without selling. Thank you. So, my dear, welcome to the random round. <laughs> See, I believe that success leaves clues, and I like to ask very specific questions to my expert guests so that our listeners can kind of step back and go, you know what, I love that, and I want to apply it in my life. So my question for you today is, what is your favorite word and why? Well, I think that my is actually not just a word, but it's a phrase and I wear it on my wrist every day. Um, and it's, and it's a phrase, be the one. And, uh, I look at that every morning when I put it on and okay, I'm going to be the one to make a difference in someone else's life today mm -hmm. and, um, make their day a brighter day and a better day. And thank God that I have his gifts to be able to share with someone else. Mm. You know, that's one thing that I can absolutely say that you stand in, own, live in, and breathe. I remember being back in St. Louis and uh, you and I having a conversation and one of your neighbors was really struggling. I think it was with Christmas decorations, wasn't it? <laughs> 
I'm not sure. Probably so. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that you either helped her decorate her whole house or tear it all down. It was one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Actually, that wasn't Christmas decorations. She was trying to sell her house. Ah. And so basically, I pretty much um, rehabbed the house, helped her put it on the market, and she wow. was able to um, pocket an extra $40,000 for it. Wow. So. So interior designing and rehabbing is now added to your repertoire. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Amy, it, was lot, it, was a lot, it was a lot of fun. And I was able to, uh, like you said, I was able to be there for them. And I still am today, uh, even though they moved away. Uh, they're still part of our lives. And, and uh, it's been, it's, uh, you know, you never know who your neighbor is going to be. And um sometimes you're gifted with some really special people so yeah yeah I think I think a lot of times we're surrounded by incredible special people and people sometimes aren't awake enough to say it and yeah. when we allow ourselves to really wake up and remind ourselves that we're going through this journey called life and we're not alone we may choose to be alone and sometimes that's an unnecessary choice and the itty bitty shitty committee in our head convinces us otherwise. I gotta tell you, there's a lot of amazing people in this world. And when we open our eyes and allow ourselves to experience them, we learn how to live instead of exist. Mm -hmm. and, and you've been one of those people for me. So, so thank you. Uh, thank you. That's awfully kind of you to say, and um, right here in my heart. So thank you very much. It's, it's, I'm so glad that we have crossed paths. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get my bill, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> so Amy, I truly appreciate you coming on the show. You know, I know you're a wealth of knowledge when it comes to navigating media and PR. And if, if our listeners want to reach out, connect with you, follow you? How can they find you? Sure. They can email me. Uh, and that my email is a roads, a R H O a D S the number five at gmail.com. Awesome. And any social media presence that you'd like I, to connect with I, you follow you? Well, sure. If they would like to find me on Facebook, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm on all those. Um, and they can find me there too. Awesome. Thank you so much. And hey, your success is important to me. And it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you and for you. I'd love for you to do three things right now. First, hop over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. That's hop over to Facebook, join our Sell Without Selling community. Second, since you're already online, jump over to Instagram and follow us at the Stacy O'Byrne. That's jump over to Instagram, follow us at the Stacy O'Burn. Last and definitely not least, I'd love to chat with you and get feedback on these episodes to find out any topics that you're interested in to help make this more powerful and helpful to you and for you in achieving the life that you've always dreamed of, desired, and know you deserve. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. Let's get a 15 minute call on the schedule. Always remember this choice is a powerful thing. 
and suffering is always optional. Get out of your way so you can get on your way, so you can finally have your way. Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Whether it's mastering your mindset, communication, or success, we have more ways to keep you on your journey to greatness. Be sure to visit us at pivotpointadvantage.com for exclusive online training programs, success-specific courses, and more ways to connect to Stacy directly to help you achieve the financial success you've always desired, dreamed, and deserved. That's all available on pivotpointadvantage.com.